the impact of us not standing in our space, not doing our thing has impact beyond just you. I believe that the majority of you listening, myself included, have no idea of what we're capable of. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Money Makers podcast. I am so happy you've chosen to join me today. This podcast is for anyone who wants to make more money without leaving their integrity behind. I'm Ray Dodd, a money and business coach. And my very favorite thing is seeing those who have underestimated themselves or been underestimated by society make more money. I believe we owe it to one another to take the discussion around money far beyond manifestation and money blocks and to get into what's really holding us back from making more money. So let's dive into this week's episode. Hello. Welcome to another episode of my podcast. My name is Ray Dodd. You should know that because you've clicked on my podcast, obviously. And I'm a money coach and mentor. And I have been thinking about this topic today. It's been coming up with clients and I thought I'll just hop on and do a quick podcast. So I started to scribble some notes. I'll be honest. I'm not sure how quick it's going to be. I am known with my clients for being long-winded and not long-winded. That sounds terrible, but I just, there's not a lot of brevity to me. And I just end up having a lot to say about stuff all the time. And I think today's no different. We never know. Maybe, maybe it'll be a nice quick one. Maybe it'll be a long jam packed with value one. Let's put it that way. Put a positive spin on either. So I wanted to talk about the real impact of not acknowledging your dreams, your ambition, basically of not taking up your space. So since the beginning of my business, I have talked about this idea of finding your space. So I talk about taking up space. I talk about that in two aspects. Taking up space can mean showing up in the world as you in terms of wearing what you want, no matter the size of your body, speaking how you want to, speaking like in your business, behaving in your business you want to, like the kind of feminist idea of taking up space. But it can also mean in the work I do, taking up your space. So finding the thing that you were created to do, which is your space, and taking that space up making it yours, existing in it, living in it, owning it, embodying it. And so I've been pondering this whole thing around finding our space. Like, what does it really mean to find your space? And the reason I wanted to hop on and do this episode was because I found myself yesterday ranting to my therapist about this topic. Not in a, like I needed help around it, just I am talking to everybody about it. And it just sort of came up and I just went off on one about the topic I'm about to share with you. And I was like, hey, I think you might need to do a podcast episode on this rather than, you know, bending the ear of your therapist off on this topic. The thing that like set all of this off was I've observed a shift Amongst my contemporaries in the coaching, online business, online mentoring, consultancy, I guess, as well, space. It's a really small shift. It's a shift in their language. And I've noticed, and it it got my, like, got my cogs going. And this is amongst people who have been doing this a year to five years more than me. So I think I've been doing this for, I always get confused, four or five years. Four years. I don't know a while. And these people have been doing it like six to 10 years, these people I'm talking about. And I noticed that they have started to 
call their businesses. They've stopped saying my business and they've started to say my company. And like I said, it's just one word. It's just one word change. But it got my like spidey senses going. It like piqued my interest. I was like, oh, that's interesting that they're starting to do that. Because I looked at those people like, where, what are they doing? What's coming for me in the future? Like, what, how are things developing for them? And so I noticed this. And then recently I have invested in a course. And on that course, it's a Mariah Cos course. If you are interested in the Mariah Cos, what is it called? High Ticket Hybrid Programme please feel free to drop me a message and I'm happy to talk about it. But I've just joined that course at the time of recording around three to four weeks ago. And one of the things Mariah said in a training she was doing was she said there is a real, and I'm paraphrasing, she said there is a real mindset shift when you go from building a team of people around you, around you and your business to building a company. Now bear in mind, I'd already seen this company stuff starting to crop up, not from people who are in our program. And then I was like, huh, this is interesting. And you know how that happens, right? You know, it's like when you're going to buy a car and you've never seen that car anywhere and suddenly it's everywhere. It's that kind of phenomenon where you're like, oh, why am I thinking about this differently? Why am I suddenly my eyes open to this company concept? And in that moment when she said that, all sorts of things click together. It's like I had the mindset shift, as she said, a real mindset shift occurs. And I was like, whoa. I think I just had that mindset shift. And I'm going to explain more about that as we go on. But there's such a difference in that, isn't there? From building a business of a team that's going to support me in doing what I do. So they're going to help me to be a better business owner, coach, all those things in my business, as opposed to building a company that's going to deliver a service. That's a very different looking team. By the way, neither are right or wrong but it's a very different looking thing. And I also want to be clear that I am sharing, as is my general kind of the way I do things, I'm sharing about this way too easily, way too early. Like all received business knowledge would be like, Ray, sit on this thought. Do not share it immediately. And you know, it's been a few weeks, but that's not my way of doing things. I like to take you all on the journey with me. I think there's so much wisdom in that. I also like to kind of, I'm not afraid of potentially not going forward with this. Give me a few months and I'll be like, oh, you know what? Yeah, I did think like that, but I've changed my mind. And I think that's okay. I don't think that makes the realizations that I've had any less valid. I'm sure it will have just shifted. So I am sharing this with you early. I don't want to get a load of job applications after I tell you what I'm thinking. Like we are early days. We're not there yet. So officially, like I said, way too early to be sharing this, but I think it's really important. From the beginning, like I said, of my business, I have talked about this idea of the importance of finding your space. And I'll often say like, people say things like, I don't want to do that because someone else is doing it. And they feel like they will somehow be stealing, I don't know, attention clients, or they'll somehow be stealing that person's space by going in and doing something. But if you are truly doing the thing that you adore doing that you feel like you were created for and I'm not saying this is an easy kind of you know just do these three steps and it shows up but I do think particularly when you're a small business owner when you are an entrepreneur finding this stuff will make your life so much easier so much easier and I'm going to get into some of the nuance of that as we go through but I've talked about this from the very very beginning and what we often hear about this idea of like, you know, if we don't fulfill our potential or own our ambition or find our space, as I would put it, 
we are only or if we're not following our dreams there's this kind of story that we're just impacting ourselves and maybe our families with that you know we're just not living into our potential we're not doing what we could be doing but it's far far greater than that the impact of us not standing in our space not doing our thing has impact beyond just you and again I'm going to expand on that in a moment I honestly I believe that the majority of you listening myself included have no idea of what we're capable of my first iteration and I share this a lot the first idea I had for the business that now exists that is this podcast is part of I was training to be a hypnobirthing teacher and I remember being on the train to my training in Victoria I think it was and being like this and a lot of hypnobirthing is like mindset stuff for birth and I was like this should really exist for mums in motherhood so at the time I had one child who was about 18 months no two two and a half he's a bit older than that two and a half and I was pregnant with my second child I was probably about six months pregnant And I remember being like, this stuff that I'm learning on this course would be so helpful just in motherhood, like just to exist in motherhood, the positive affirmations and the subconscious things that come in, like understanding your subconscious. And I thought I could do like some affirmations or something or some kind of hypnobirthing for mums. And then many of you may know this, Holly, and I can't remember her surname, but anyway, she is the yes mum. She brought out that stuff. She basically did the business I had this idea of on the train. And I remember like weeks later being like, ah, someone's already done that. (laughs) Someone's already done it. Okay, fine. Holly DeCruz, I think it is. Anyway, we'll get that her name right in the show notes. And so I, I didn't bin that idea. I kept it there. And as time went on and I ran my hypnobirthing business, I moved away from that. And I also opened up a coaching thing for mums. And it wasn't just my hypno mumming. It was in using that stuff in your business as a mum. And then I've developed on from that. So that was the beginning of it. If you'd said to me, Ray, you will be running a business. You're going to have, I mean, I've got a team of, it depends what you count as a team, but of two people that work with me quite a lot, do quite a few hours. And then I don't know, again, it depends who you count, but like two to three contractors as well. So there's quite a few people around and I would never, if you'd said that to me on that train, that first idea, I would never have thought that this is where I would be. I would have run a mile where you're going to earn six figures three years in a row and you're going to have a team and you're going to be the breadwinner. Phil, my husband, your husband, he's not going to work. It's going to be all on your shoulders. I probably would have just like, vomited there and then (laughs) if you'd said that to me but these things develop so what I'm saying is we have no idea no idea what we are capable of and I want you to bear that in mind as I talk about what I'm going to talk about as we go through we think something that will take us five years like we think I'll do that in around five years it will probably take us one or two years I remember when I first started my coaching business, just being like, cool. So I would like to get to six figures within the first five years or something. And I did it in the first year. Now, not everyone's story is going to look like that. I'm not saying you're doing it wrong if it hasn't, but there'll be some things you achieve and you're like, whoa, 
how did that happen so fast? And I absolutely believe that aiming bigger, don't worry about whether or not you hit it. That's the bit that gets everyone in a tiz. But aiming bigger so that the smaller things, those earlier points feel less terrifying. You know, if I'm aiming for seven figures, if I'm aiming for a million in my business, it doesn't feel so scary to hit two, three hundred grand because it's not a million. Whereas if I'm like just focusing on those smaller numbers. So for instance, if you're under six figures and you'd like to be hitting higher, then maybe start aiming for six figures. If you can do it with detachment and by detachment, I mean, you're not attaching all your worth or your belief in your ability to whether or not you hit that goal, then it can be like an amazing springboard. So dreams and ambitions grow and expand and change if we allow them to. Some of mine have mellowed, but in that there's a lovely spaciousness to them. There's a rootedness to them, a groundedness to those things as they've become more me. Let them be fluid. But when we run away from them, we are not just running away from good stuff for ourselves. Like I said, we are running away from good stuff for so many more people than that. It's becoming very clear to me that part of my space is growing this business of mine far beyond what I could ever have conceived of at first. It's becoming very clear to me that I would like to build a company. And here's what I see really clearly about this realization. And this is why finding your space and taking up matters way more than us just simply missing out. The small business world is full of people who for many different reasons wanted to leave their more traditional nine to five, potentially more corporate role. Some of them have done that because they have chronic health issues and their needs are not catered for. Some of them have done it because they're parents and they just cannot juggle childcare around it. Some of them, and mine would be certainly was instigated by being a parent for sure, But actually, what I've realized is I just don't fit into being somebody's employee. (laughs) What I took for laziness, I realized was needing to be in control of my own destiny, needing to have space to dream, needing to have days where all I do is watch neighbors, needing to have days like today where I had a brilliant call with a client. Then I faffed that I've recorded this in between. We had an exciting delivery and it's just very easy. Some days I work, work, work. Other days I kind of piss about a lot fall down a YouTube hole, watch a lot of old Graham Norton episodes. And I need that space. Not everyone is me. Some people cannot, and there's many other reasons I haven't gone into as to why people would leave, but a lot of it is about it not being a fit. But not everybody wants to run their own business. Not everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. Not everybody wants to be the person up front. Some people want that more solid foundation. They want a wage. They want hours that are predictable. They don't want to be driving the whole thing. They don't want to be having to deal with the risk. And I want to be really clear here that there is some gray areas in this, in that, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh God, I don't want to deal with risk anymore. Or I feel like I'm really living on the edge of my capabilities around something. And sometimes there's kind of 
work to be done there in terms of really truly understanding what I'm capable of like I was talking before so this is not a like if you're sat there going oh my god I don't want the risk anymore oh my god I don't want to do that this is not me saying to you therefore you don't want to run a business that's not what I'm saying what I'm saying is we all have our spaces and at the moment we are in a situation in the online business world where it really is like if you want to do certain roles, you have to run your own business. And there are going to be people listening to this. And I hope that this is part of inspiring you. There's going to be two types of people listening. No, there's going to be three types because some of you are not going to want to run a company. Some of you are going to be like, you know what, Ray? Wow, that does not appeal to me. Absolutely brilliant. It's not your space. Totally fine. Others of you are going to be like, oh, if I fully admit this, I do have a bit of an interest in that. There's actually four types because there's going to be another type who you don't know yet, but you're one of the company people. (laughs) That would have been me. That would have been me. Not even that long ago. That would have absolutely been me. And then there's going to be people who are listening and going, I want to be employed by a company like that. I want that position. And that's why... What I'm saying is it's so important we find our space and take it all the way up and own it. And it's going to take us time. It's going to take me time to get to that place. But if I don't create a company with a different kind of culture, if I don't unpick those power structures and those horrible norms in so many other companies, online and offline by the way because there's plenty of people just repeating oppressive company structures and oppressive societal systems and just maybe whacking a bit of lipstick on it and calling it feminism or maybe not even bothering with that but if I don't take up that space my bit I actually don't create the space for somebody else whose space is not being an entrepreneur There is sometimes some messaging in the online world that like the only good thing to be as an entrepreneur or a small business owner or whatever you want to call it. And if you're not, you're somehow failing at life. It's such bullshit. It makes me rage. It's absolute nonsense. People who run their own business are no better than people who work in a more traditional employed contracted environment. What what on earth? (laughs) Why are we saying that? What we're looking for, that's not what we're looking for. We're looking for people to be, well, it's certainly not what I'm looking for. And I know it's what a lot of you won't be looking for. We're looking for people to be able to be who they are. And for some of them, that is going to be, or for some of you, that is going to be that kind of space. But I want to create a company where people who have felt discarded from that world and don't fit into that world actually have somewhere else to go whether that's how they want to be for the rest of their working lives or whether that's a period of time. So when we take up our space, when we stay in our lane, and I don't love that phrase so much in this context because it can feel a bit like you've got to be on your path and that's it. I like space because it's just like, if you just sit, just sit, like it's easy. It's not actually one of the easiest things in the world, but if you can work on sitting in who you are, in what you love doing, in acknowledging your ambitions and moving towards living them out, 
moving towards embodying them till you are embodying them and there's other ones that start to get you interested we help create the space for other people we can't step on other people's toes when we do that because that space is uniquely ours there are so many other money coaches but no one can talk about it like I do not because I'm the greatest money coach in the world although no not because of that but because no one's got my unique experiences. No one's got my references that I'm going to use. No one woke up feeling today like I feel today. No one's connected that book I've read with this experience and that and that and that. It's impossible. It's my space. And you will have one too. But for those of us that are called to, and it feels to me, honestly, it feels like a duty because if I don't do it, who's going to do it? And that's very much in my nature. I very much got that feeling of like, if I don't, who will? If I don't create that company, if I don't make space for coaches and other people to come and work in that space, who's going to do it? So let's see how all this goes for me, shall we? Because like I said, totally early days to be sharing all of this with you. I'm working on it. Like I'll be working on it tomorrow. I'm working on it all the time. So we'll see what happens. But in the meantime, I leave you to consider how you can further lean into your space, knowing that it is, of course, a process. But ask yourself, what feels, I often think of it almost like a slipstream, but there's something about it where you just have this knowledge. It's often something that you could talk about forever. There's a real satisfaction in it. There is also a lot of experimenting about what isn't your space in doing that. It's not like, you know, you listen to this podcast and call from tomorrow, you live in your space. I'm still figuring that out. I'll still move into areas and go, oh, no, that's not quite right. But what I will say, it's a very, for me anyway, and I'd love to hear your feedback on this episode. Please, please do send me a DM afterwards on Instagram. But it's a very bodily experience. I can feel it when it's right. And I can feel it when it's not right. And that's taken a lot of time to sort of sense and practice. But really encourage you all to do that. And I hope that this inspires some of you to create companies that are going to pay their people well, that are not going to measure everybody just on their output, that's going to allow rest for people. It's going to allow different ways of working. I hope that this inspires you to really reimagine what that would look like what it what reimagine what it looks like to be a CEO, a boss, a manager, whatever it is. Right. If you love listening to the podcast, please do leave us a review. It makes a massive difference. And like I said, pop me a DM and let me know if this has sparked anything for you. I'm Ray underscore Dodd on Instagram. I will speak to you all soon. And yeah, thanks for listening. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to the Money Makers podcast. I'm delighted you could be here with me. If you liked what you heard, please do leave us a review. It makes all the difference in getting these episodes heard by more people. A huge thank you to Erin Maguire who edits these episodes. You can find her details below. And to my team who do all the hard work in getting this podcast to your ears. You can, of course, find me on Instagram at Ray underscore Dodd and in my Facebook group, also called Money Makers. Thanks again.